Hello, this is um, Gladys Scott. I am the uh, sister of Jamie Scott, which they call us the Scott sisters. My name is Jamie Scott, and I'm one of the Scott sisters. The Scott sisters have a powerful bond. It began when they were young. We've yeah. always been close. We have always been close, even as, as little girls. Sometimes, you know, people get jealous of our closeness. You One can't make it without the other. We, we just like being around each other. Gladys, the baby, was always protective of her big sister. At home, she would even offer to take Jamie's spankings. I ain't like to see Jamie get a whooping because she real sweet. I didn't let nobody mess with her, though. Each sister took turns standing up for the other. At home, on the playground, and as they grew older, in clubs and on the street. But one day in 1994, both sisters came under attack, and there wasn't a thing they could do to help each other out. Two men were robbed on the side of a dark Mississippi road at gunpoint by a group of teenagers. The teenagers, three boys, were apprehended and pled guilty. Then, they pointed the finger at Gladys and Jamie, saying the sisters helped to plan the robbery. No, no we did not plan the robbery. No. We knew nothing about the robbery. We have never been in trouble with the law, not even a speeding ticket. The men who pled guilty served two years in prison. Gladys and Jamie were each given double life sentences. I mean, I was just devastated. I was saying to myself, life? Life? Wasn't nobody hurt, wasn't nobody killed, wasn't nobody hospitalized or nothing. No, no gun, no nothing. And I was one of the ones that used to say, uh, people deserve to be in prison. They do the crime, they need to do the time. I don't want to hear that no innocent people in prison until it happened to me. In prison, no one believed they were only convicted of robbery. No, they thought we was lying and playing. People that murder people, people that kill little children, they didn't have the time Gladys and I had. That was a hard pill to swallow. Prison officers separated Gladys and Jamie, placing them in different wings of the prison. They couldn't hurt us together, so they had to separate us. But you you had to be strong, because no matter where she was, I felt her in my gut. Like I told them, y'all can't break this love no matter how far she away from me or whatever. You can't break this love. I knew when she was sad, so I would write letters and I would give them to the girls to sneak over to her side. We'll, we'll tell, tell each other, other we, love we love each other. As years dragged on in prison, Jamie's health began to fail. Her kidneys weakened, and guards continually rushed her to the prison hospital. When I come back from the hospital, I have letters on my bed from her saying, I just felt someone right with you. Then one day, about 14 years into their sentence, Jamie went into stage 5 kidney failure, and Gladys was suddenly faced with the possibility that she could lose her sister. I was so scared as I ever been in my life. She, she my everything, she my all. I couldn't see myself walking out that door without my sister. I couldn't see her going in a pine box out that door. Gladys knew that transplant was the only hope for Jamie. I said, we sisters for life. I said, we both gonna have one kidney together. You is not finna die in this place because if you go, I'm going. So she offered to donate one of her kidneys to Jamie. But a transplant is costly. But then we got word that they don't have the money to um, pay for a transplant. I believe wholeheartedly that I will die there. So Jamie decided to tell the whole world about their situation. I bought a typewriter in prison, and I sat down and I typed this booklet. 
she gave the booklet to their mother, who mailed photocopies to everyone she knew, along with local news stations, the ACLU, Oprah, Monta, Williams, and pretty much anyone with a postal address. The response was overwhelming. It went like a wildfire. I couldn't believe it. Then the mail coming into the prison. We used to have so much mail, the mail room got tired of us. We had mail coming from Italy, Africa. Kids was writing us all over the world. I mean, oh, you, you just don't know the love. The NAACP took up the case, and in the streets of Jackson, Mississippi, people protested for the release of the Scott sisters by the hundreds. There was more than hundreds. The news said a couple of hundred, but there was over 3,000 people show up. We're here without fear. And that's not the people, uh, that's not counting all the ones that call and email the governor's office. A local radio host counted down the days of their double life sentence. It's been 15 years, 128 days, since Gladys and Jamie Scott. We had uh, headphone radios. We, we listened to him every morning. 16 years and maybe the 17th Christmas behind bars for Jamie and Gladys. He started counting down every day. He would get on the radio and play the long time coming. It's, that's the old that, blues song. A change gonna come. A change is gonna come. Long time coming, but I know, but I know, change has gotta come. Now. Ooh, yes it is. As Jamie's condition worsened, Gladys's fears grew. Gladys insisted their lawyer tell the governor about her offer to donate a kidney, and then. I was reading some mail, and my roommate said, Gladys, you on TV. And it was saying that Governor Haley Barber had suspended our sentence. And everybody was around the table. They was just hollering, you going home? You going home? You coming home? You coming home? And I just started crying. And I had told one officer, please go over there and check on my sister. And since she ain't had no heart attack, tell her just, hold on, we going. I had just come from dialysis and when I came back all the inmates was in the doorway beating on the door on the glass Jamie you going home you going home and the officer seen me about to get weak and she was like y'all stop y'all gonna make her fall out and so they got me to my bed it came on again it was uh it interrupted a news bulletin I was just crying and I was like god I thought this day would never come the governor of Mississippi pardoned the Scott sisters on one condition Gladys was ordered to donate her kidney to Jamie was criticized as unlawful and unethical to legally mandate the donation of a body part. But Gladys and Jamie didn't care. I thought that my kidney failure was going to be the death of me, but it turned around it was the reason I got released, me and my sister. That show you how sometimes God allowed things to happen, and we think it's for the bad, but sometimes it, it be for the good. You know, I always tell everybody a woman can't be broken. Maybe he let us go through them 16 years and 32 days to come out and tell a story to help other people. Thank you, thank you to Gladys and Jamie Scott for sharing your beautiful story with Snap Judgments and Assessment. The radio clip you just heard in that piece came from the Rip Daniels radio program it's a new day, and you know we're happy to report that the Scott sisters are closer than ever. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.